podcasting from Baldwin, New York. Welcome to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast, bringing you everything Baldwin Athletics, including news, game breakdowns, analysis, interviews, and much, much more. Prepare for the laughs, hot takes, hard questions, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, ready to dive into everything Bruins sports, Yao Bonsu and Tyler Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Bold and Bruin Sports Podcast alongside Tyler Brown. I'm Yao Bonsu, and we continue on with our spring athlete interviews this week. We have Jeremy Jean-Baptiste, as well as Liam Graff from Boys of Varsity Spring Track to talk what should have been, what could have been, and what would have been with Tyler Brown. So, Tyler, take it away. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bold and Bruin Sports Podcast. My name is Tyler Brown, and I am here with... Two track stars, beloved track stars, Jamie Jean Baptiste and Liam Graff. How are you guys doing today? I'm good. How are you? What's up? Great. All right. So, how are you guys doing on this, you know, fine little Wednesday? Learn some stuff about graduation a little bit. How you guys doing? How you feel about that? About anything? Um, I'm just sad it's all over, really. High school is such a fun time, interesting experience, but, uh, Sad to, you know, have it end. Yeah, just a, everything is a little spontaneous right now. It's just a lot going on. You got every day new notifications popping up about something else. Very true. So you really don't know what's about to go, go down for real. Very, very true. Have you guys been uh, keeping up with your schoolwork? You know, school is about to end or maybe it has. I don't know. I, I haven't been keeping up. I'm not sure. Yeah, I've been keeping up, you know, doing all my assignments, making sure I get good grades. You know, student comes before the athlete, so. Oh, okay. Well said. <laughs> um, I've been doing some work. I'm not going to lie. I haven't done my gym in a minute. Like, but I've been doing my economics, stuff like that, the required classes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously, this is like a no-brainer. Everybody knows that coronavirus and quarantine going on. So, like, what have you guys been doing in quarantine to keep yourselves entertained and, you know, maybe you're working out or something like that. What have you guys been doing? I've uh, I've been working. So, you know, making money, doing okay. it this way I know how. Yeah. So. Same. I've been working. Yeah, just trying to keep myself distracted. So, where do you guys, where do you guys work? I do a delivery job. I do DoorDash, so I'm making a good amount of money doing that. They tip pretty well, so. Yeah, I work at um, BJ's, and I do Instacart. So that's what I'd be doing. You know, Liam, Liam might not like me because sometimes, you know, the occasional time, you know, I'll probably press zero for the tip. You know, it happens. It, it happens. It happens. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Not I've been there before. Not everybody's in before, you know. I'm sorry. I try. Yeah. But, um, yeah that's cool. So I heard that for like Jeremy, for like essential workers, that they're getting like um extra. They're getting like paid a little extra right now. I don't know. Like, can you tell me about that a little bit? Even though it's kind of on topic. Um. Yeah, we get paid a little extra. Like, you can see like, well, like our minimum was thirteen, but you can see it jump up to seventeen. Like some weeks, and then like you know, it's pretty good. Oh, and, make it. Like I'll take that any day of the week for real. <laughs> Big bucks. Are you using that to fuel your uh, sneakerhead addiction? Yeah, like I was trying to get a pair of sneakers this um this Saturday, but they got <laughs> delayed. So which ones? 
try to get some pair of Nike Dunks. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, cool. I like it. I like it. All right. So as we're filming this, today is June 10th, and I wanted to ask you guys about college because college was, you know, a really big topic last month. It kind of died down, but not everybody's made a final decision. So I was asking you guys if you guys have made your final decision. I've made my final decision. I already committed. Oh. Yeah, same. Good. All right, where you guys going? I'm going to SUNY Cortland to run fall cross country and spring and winter track. Yeah, and I'm going to um, Morgan State University to run fall and winter track. Oh, so you guys are... I mean, not fall. Fall uh, is spring, winter and spring track, I mean. So you got to take it to the next level. Yes, sir. So uh, what made those schools lucky to have you guys rather than other schools? Because like, I know you guys have other schools. So why did you pick... Oregon, why did you pick Cortland instead of the other schools? The reason I picked Cortland was because uh, my sister actually attended Cortland for the past four years, and I've been there a couple times. I've got to see the campus, and I also know people that were on the track team already from Long Island, and they were in Nassau County last year, and they said it's a great time. I've heard nothing but great things about the school and the track program. It's a brotherhood, and all in all, they have what I wanted to major in. They're like number two in the nation for what I wanted to major in. So really a no-brainer. And when I saw them at the um, – I went for a college um, – I'm having a brain for it. College visit? Yeah, thank you. Uh, for a college visit, um, I already saw most of the campus, but I got to see it in depth, and it was just a really amazing school. Yeah, for Morgan State, like, I was able to connect with the coach, and, like, I showed him my times and all that, and then he was like, it'll be great to have you on the team and stuff like that, so I was, it was really a great opportunity for me, and my mom and my sister, they both went to HBCUs, they went to Howard, so I kind of wanted to follow into their steps by going, not going to Howard, but going to another HBCU, and that was Morgan State. So, uh, normally whenever you talk to an athlete, uh, especially if they're going to college, the few that I've talked to, they always talk about how they made like almost an instant connection with the coach. So how important is a coach to a player just at any any level? Like it could be high school, middle school, college, professional. Like how important is a coach to a player? I feel that I owe all my successes to all my coaches over the years. They taught me everything I know today. They pushed me to be the person I am today. And it kind of just paved the way for me to be the runner that I am today. They were always there for me and the coaches I had were great, especially in high school. Um, they always helped me with whatever I needed on or off the field. And they were always just supporting me the whole way through. And it was really great. You know, the coaches, like, even when you don't have that much faith in yourself, they'll continue to push you and make sure you can be the best person that you could possibly be. And they bring out so many great opportunities with you. They could give you somebody to talk to that you'd even know, and they could even propel your game even further. So, like, there's so many opportunities and open doors that a coach could lead, lead to you. So, um, like, I wasn't really expecting both of you guys to say that you were going to continue running track at Colorado because – a lot of people don't don't make it to the college level, even if they wanted to. Like even like a D three, they can't. They're not they're not up to par because college is a whole different ball game. That's a that's yeah. a 
whole different level of uh, intensity, toughness, everything like that. And you have to juggle school with it. And in college, you, we all know that college work is not easy. Essays on top yeah, of essays. It's tough. 20 pages, stuff like that. I was really surprised you got the book running track. So you know that now that you're running track at a college level. So what do you guys plan on achieving there? Like what, what are some of your goals that you have set at running at a college level? Uh, one of my goals um, that I was talking to a couple of people that are on the team already, you know, different grades, sophomores, juniors, seniors, and they were talking about the All-American honors. And that was always something when I started running that I always wanted to achieve. So hopefully I can push myself hard enough in college and hopefully by junior, senior year, I can earn those All-American honors and go to meets and do well. Yep. I feel like my goal is just to do well, be the best runner that I could possibly be. And I just know, like, I'll be satisfied with myself if I could be able to withstand four full years of track and keep my um, schoolwork in par, keep it 50-50. That'll be great to know I can do both. Maybe Morgan and Cortland are your guys' top school when it comes to track. I, I don't know. I don't know anything, you know, directly about your dreams and stuff like that. But what would be your, your dream track school? Like, let's just say you were the best runner in the world. Like, where where would you go if you were the best? Everybody, ride. Yeah, I'd, D2, D3, whatever you want to go. Like, where? where? I'd go to Oregon probably because they have the one Oregon. of the best distance teams, like, in the nation for a long time. They had a lot of famous people that go there for my events, so – It'd just be really cool to run there. But you got to be literally the best of the best in the nation to go there. I want to go to – like, I personally want to go to the University of Maryland. Like, that school is just amazing. Like, the campus, everything is just beautiful. And their track team stacked, of course. And they don't really – like, they don't really have a lot of top nine on that team. And I would love to – I would love to do that. Right. Ever since the first, that's kind of crazy. I think Liam is the only person to have two interviews, right? Yeah, I was on here for fall. Yeah, I remember I did Liam for track. So you know, ever since the first interview I did, I'm pretty sure I asked Liam this question. The first track one, like at that, I'm pretty sure I asked Liam, like, how can you wake up and want to run? Because me, yeah, Billy, last we when we were, when we were brainstorming the idea of the podcast. We always thought of that as one of the questions when it came to track. Like, how could you wake up and then be like, yeah, today's the day I'm running. And you run every single day, six days a week, meets all the time that lasts, like, 12 hours. Like, how, how is that, like, appealing? Like, how, like, what makes you guys love it so much? Take it away, Jeremy. You, you honestly got to have the drive for it. Like, if you don't have the love for the um, sport, you're not going to succeed and you're not going to do it, like, you can't put it any way better. Like, you just have to like the sport because I'm not going to – like, if I didn't like track, I would not want to run, like, have sore legs 24-7. Like, that's not fun at all. But, like, if you just want to get better, want to see yourself do better, and if you love the sport of track, you're going to get up every day, no matter the time, and you're going to run and do what you have to do. Yeah, it's kind of like every sport, you know. As long as you love it, you can do it every day, you know. Some people say, why go to football if you're just going to get tossed to the ground every day? But if you love the sport, you'll persevere through the pain and the hardships, and hopefully you'll come out on top. So. 
Yep. So we know that you guys, definitely now we know that you guys have the love for the sport. You guys love running, love seeing the track. I see some people still on social media going to the track just for fun, not even not even necessarily for exercise. They just go just to run and get that feel back. Um, so how do you, like, where, where did that initial love for the track come from? Like, what, what made you, you know, like, you were running the track, a little kid, maybe doing the mile, like, fifth grade or something like that. Like, where did that first, that first love come from? I never liked track in middle school, actually, because I was not fast enough to make any of the, you know, little relay teams. Um, so I initially didn't really like track, but then once I got into middle school, uh, my friend asked me to try out with him. So I did it in seventh grade. And I was on the team and, you know, it was fun. You know, I wasn't amazing or anything. I was running like a 40 seconds slower in the half mile than I do today. But yeah, I was kind of slow, but eighth grade, uh, my coach said, you're the new guy now. So you're going to have to step it up. And then like, once you told me that and I actually got into the workouts, I fell in love with the sport definitely because I just improved so much from that seventh grade to eighth grade. And I just found the love for the sport that I had inside me the whole time, but I just didn't know. And ever since that day, it's just been my favorite sport, no matter to watch in the Olympics or just to run around that attract me. Like it's in my opinion, super fun. And that's how I found love with the sport. Um, I initially got into track in ninth grade, I never got to um, run in middle school, but I used to be a football head and I like played football all the time and I was pretty good at football. So I initially um, ran track so I could get better at football. But um, my mom, she was like, I can't play football anymore because of contact and she didn't want me to get hurt and stuff. So I was just like, all right. So I got this um, sport right here that I could potentially be good at it and I saw that I had the potential myself so like I just worked ninth grade I was not really good so like I just kept working and working to get better and I just fell in love with it as every day every single day I got out there I enjoyed it even more so I just I got the love for the sport every day as it um every day I move forward Track and field isn't necessarily as simple as people think. People think track is just like you literally go to meets and you just run. They just think it's just black and white that simple. So mm -hmm. I'm not getting into the field part because that's a whole different topic. But can you guys bring down the races? Like just talk about some of the races, like the 4 by 2 and stuff like that, and just give full depth analysis about the races. Yeah, uh, every, you know, every sport you need to practice to make perfect. And that's definitely the case for track. Work there a lot. You have to practice a lot. You have to get your endurance up. If you're a distance runner, you have to do speed drills every day. If you're a sprinter, you have to do hurdle work. If you're a hurdler like Jeremy, and you're doing that every day and you have to learn techniques and you also have to learn strategies when you run. So in distance, you can't just go out a hundred percent the whole round, like the whole way you're going to die out. So you have to pace yourself. And to do that, you have to learn, like, I learned how my opponents ran, and then I based that off, I based my running off them. So I would know when they would kick and when I would have to kick or when I should lay back, if I should go out at the start of the race faster or slower. It's a lot of strategy that gets involved, and no one really thinks of it, and I don't blame them because you just see people running around on track who's the fastest. 
but it's a lot of strategy that goes into it. And uh, yeah, you can explain the sprinting because you're better at that. Yeah, what Liam said is true. Like with the strategy, like I constantly look at like my opponent's times. Like you gotta, like you have to, just like with football, you gotta stay in the film room. And same thing with track, you gotta look at people's times, how people run, because when you're next to them, like, like that's your enemy right there. So with the sprints, it's it's like kind of difficult because it's like everything you got from the from the um shot of the gun. So it's basically like it's all in your legs and your arms. Like you gotta push yourself, like calf muscles, everything. It's like I don't know how to really explain it. It's like you just gotta go all out, put everything out on the track and give it your best. And with hurdles, that's on um, my main my main um event. It's all technique and all practice and a little bit of luck because, like, sometimes I could say that myself, sometimes I fell, and that's not fun at all. But you keep practicing, you got to have the heart to do it. And when you keep succeeding, and you're just going to love how – you're just going to love how it feels when you get that first W. And, yeah. And another so, thing with relays is – um you also have to practice those a lot, especially if you're doing the four by one or four by two, those relays could be crucial to win the race. Cause you have a bad handoff. You could lose the whole race. If you're doing like the four by one or four by two, and you also have to practice it for the higher events, like the four by eight or the four by four. Those are still very important relays. And I remember freshman year, I was put on the four by four and I was like, okay, well I can just get the baton, but it was not that simple. I had to learn when to go, when I had to turn around and look, when I had to stick my hand out to get the baton. There's a lot more involved than just catching the stick and running. Okay. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A little bored? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not bored. I'm tired. I work okay. out, running up and down is crazy. But um, uh, so, like for for track, like you know how for basketball and football, like this film, you know, everybody records. And you can get the film from, like, let's say, a Freeport or a Uniondale or things like that. So is track the same thing, or do you only have to look at the strictly times for your opponents? Um, yeah, I mainly just look at times for myself because I run – there are a lot of meets, and especially spring track. I think uh, sophomore year I ran around 21 meets in the season or something like that. And I ran against a lot of the same people, you know, because um, there are these things called invitationals on, like, the weekends where you don't run against – you'd run against however many teams would go. So sometimes there would be 40, 50 teams there. So usually you'd find your group of guys that you usually run with that you usually have the same times, and you learn how they run during the meet, and then you'd see what their times are like if you, got, if you don't go to the same meet as them. So you usually learn how they run when you run with them and then yeah. you see how their times progress if you're not at the same meet. Exactly. Like exactly what Liam said. Like if you see like you're not at the same meet as them and you like saw that they got a better time, you just like take that as a mental note. And when you eventually end up racing them, you know what their um, – you know what their standard is, so you got to try and, you know, try to push yourself even harder to surpass them. Yeah. So, 
It's all about trying to match their speed and you already know what they're going to go for and you just have to hold on and run with them. So, so Liam, what do you, what do you run? You run... I run the 4x4, four four, the 800, the 4x8, the 16. Come on, that's not fair, Liam. You know, you know how that means. You know how that means. Come on, man. Okay, so half mile, the 4x4, four four, the 4x8, four and the mile and the two mile. Okay, so, so who did you look up to student-wise when you were like – in like ninth or tenth grade or even in eighth grade when you started really getting into it, like who was a high school student or anything like that? Like who really like like I guess pulled like I, I can't explain. Okay, so I have I have two because I went to uh North Carolina for eighth and uh middle school. So there was a guy there that I looked up to who was an eighth grader when I was a seventh grader. And he pushed me to um he was the main distance guy on the team and we knew each other, so he pushed me um, in seventh grade to be better. And then when I got to the high school, uh, Will Salmon, uh, who was a senior freshman, um, he definitely pushed me. And um, he kind of showed me the way of, like, the distance running in high school, at least, because it was a lot different than middle school. So I definitely looked up to him um, when I was in high school. All right, Jamie, you were – a hurdler, or you are a hurdler, because you're still continuing. So who did you yeah. look up when you were freshman, 10th grade, 11th grade? Like, who really inspired you? Yeah, I looked up to um, – his name is Russell. And when I was – when I was, like, in ninth and 10th grade, like, he was um, – he was in 11th and 12th. So, like, he basically taught me everything I know, like, all the technique, all the, like, little hacks to get faster and everything. Like, he really pushed me and really, like, like helped me go up the ranks. And when I was in 11th grade, um, my friend Javon, he also helped me. And he, like, really pushed me because, like, I was, like, we were just, like, trying to go at it, at it with each other. And, like, he really pushed me that 11th grade season to get faster. And and he told me, like, after the season was over, he told me that he was going to – that I was going to be his time and – for the winter season and I eventually ended up beating his time and like that was a really good milestone for me. Congratulations, Kate. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, so what are you guys gonna miss most about not having a spring track season this year? Uh definitely the invitationals for me, because we had so many just fun invitationals. I remember last year, first invitational we had. It was in April, beginning of April, and it was the first warm day out. It was like 80. And we just lay on the turf, get a nice tan, have good races. You know, the weather's warm, and you're not used to that from winter. So you run extremely well in that warm weather compared to the cold. And just the invitationals are so much fun. They would be all day. Like, there were some that were 10, 12 hours long, but those are definitely the funnest, even though they're so um i'm gonna miss like <clears throat> like the intense like all everything's on the line telling me it's like the counties the state queues the divisions like because those are the meets that like that you literally put everything on the line and you just try to like once you do good in one of those meets you try to go back at it again in like another couple of weeks to do the same thing and like you're just gonna miss those with like bonding with your 
bonding with your teammates and everything like that. Like, I'm going to miss all those things. I don't want to end off this little track portion of our conversation here on, you know, what we're missing and, you know, sad, reminiscent times. So what was the best part about spring track from years prior? Or if you have any significant moments. So I know, I know, at least what I've seen on social media is that every time you guys go to attract me, there's a lot of funny stuff going on. People call me, happen on the phone and stuff like that. So what were the best parts? It's difficult. I mean, there's so many just great parts about every season, you know. Every practice is fun. Every meet's fun. But definitely the postseason, like Jeremy was saying, it's just – intense and that's what you run every day for just to get that all county all conference or even go to states um definitely the intensity and i'm just gonna miss every every single part about it because it's just a it's like a brotherhood everyone's so close together you see them every day you practice with them every day you guys just grow so close and i'm gonna miss that definitely yeah, the team bonding was great. Like, even though it was like really rowdy, the bus rides were like funny. Always a lot of jokes on that bus. Like, you're just gonna miss the team bonding. Like, and that was one of my favorite parts because like you grew so close, so close to a lot of um our a lot of the teammates, and like it's just you know you're just gonna miss them, and you just enjoyed every moment you have with your team. Track and field is a great thing. You know, I was never the track type of guy. You know, I, I could I could understand it, kind of, sort of, a little bit. Not really, but, you know, I could say <laughs> So we could spend hours talking about track, but I want to get into our, our senior year because all three of us, we are seniors, and we know that our senior year was cut short a little bit. It's unfortunate, yes. but definitely get over it. So talk about how you felt when you found out that school was officially canceled. Uh, all right. So I remember the day. It was a Friday. I just tweaked my ankle. I was just coming off an injury, so I didn't get to run winter. So I tweaked my ankle so I didn't go to the first week of practice, but I went to the last day of the first week. So on the Friday and I was warming up, you know, feeling good, excited to get back on the track after the injury. And then coach calls us all over to the bench and he says, season is canceled. And that one hit especially hard since one, it was my senior year, two, I didn't get to run winter, and three, spring, senior year, I was going to go all out. It was supposed to be on breakout season. So it definitely hit hard. And then also school being closed hit harder because I realized we're going to be home for three months with nothing to do, and I'm probably not going to see a lot of people again outside of high school. So it, it definitely hit hard to say the least. Yeah, I'd even, I'd even go to school on the last day. But, like, I went to practice, though. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, it was just, it was really tough. But, um, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, but what Liam said, like, that last day when Coach called us over, and I remember looking at the lacrosse team, the same thing was happening with the lacrosse team, and everybody was just in, like, mm-hmm. a terrible mood. And you really didn't want to see it let it go. Because I remember in the winter season, like, at State Q's, I was, um, I was like, 
two milliseconds off from going to states, and I told myself that I was gonna become different in the in my um spring year. And when coach told me that like it was canceled, I was just like, damn, like that was like my only shot. And then did yeah, like really hit hard on me, and I was just like, bro, like. I don't know about you guys, but me personally, I mean, you guys, you guys know me. I loved high school. I loved running around with all my friends, running through the library every day, just being dumb, being a knucklehead, you know, everywhere. But I just wanted to know how you guys felt about the idea that you guys are never going to be like in that building as a student again. Like, like what are you guys going to miss most about that? Like, it's kind of hard to think about because I, I can't think of that. Like, Never going to be a student. Oh, I mean, honestly, just like in between class periods, seeing everybody, like at the end of the summer, I miss school because I miss seeing everybody like every day, uh, all at once. You know, I hang out with a couple friends here and there, but you just get to see a lot of people and I'm not going to see those people like ever again, because I'm going to go to college. They're going to their own college. And it's just a hard realization that, we're done with high school and that's it. We didn't even like get a say and that, uh, that was difficult. Now we're college students, which is crazy to think because just three years ago, we we're a little freshman standing at the door. Now we're going to be all over again. Now we're going to walk across the stage, hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. Like you guys all know, like I got my group of friends and like, we didn't we didn't get to have like that last like may june like senior banger like bro like we really got shafted and <laughs> it's ridiculous bro <laughs> it's just like like you just gotta it sucks but like you just gotta move on and you just hope like for the best for everybody like all our senior class and like all our teachers like you just gotta hope the best for everyone I don't know about y'all, but I'm definitely coming back. First time we get that break. First, right when I touch down in New York, I'm telling you, the first place I'm going, my house, obviously. But right after that, I'm going right to the high school, talking to Kelly, Johnston, Testa, every, everybody you can name, I'm talking to all of them. I'm just going to start running around. I'm going to act like I'm in school again. They, I hope, Hopefully, it won't kick me up, but I'm acting like I'm in school <laughs> Unfortunately, that was the last question that I had. I enjoyed spending this time with you guys, but... Before you guys leave, I want you guys to say, just make a statement about the coronavirus. Because the coronavirus, very serious issue. It's really toned down in New York. You know, we're getting a lot better. Phase two started. But it's still a big thing. And people don't know how to stay inside sometimes or stay away from people at least. If you just make a little brief message about the coronavirus in quarantine. Uh, Stay safe. Be respectful. And just, you know, think about other people rather than yourself and how... The more we go outside, the longer it will be an issue. So as long as we can squash it, especially during the early stages of summer, then we can have a free rest of the summer. But if we keep going outside, then we might have a restriction all summer. You know, stay safe and just think about all the lives that could be saved if if one of us just stayed inside that one day. And you just... Like what Liam said, if we all stay inside, we could enjoy the rest of our summer and even go to college and like stay on campus and stuff like that. Like, 
it's just stay inside and we can see what happens in the future. The way I like to think about it is that I try not to, like Liam said, I try not to think about it just for myself. I try to think about it as like, because, you know, we're, we're kind of young and dumb sometimes, you know. We try to, you know, be intelligent or whatever, but we're still kids of that. So I just try to think about it like, let's say I were to get the coronavirus somewhere, I have to bring that back into my household, and I have to live in my house. That means that it affects my brothers, my mom, dad, family, all that type of stuff. So I try yeah. to keep it as much as I can. Speak but, safe and follow the guidelines. Thank you guys for being on the 34th episode of the Boulder Brewing Sports Podcast. Liam, this is your second. You know, it's still fine. Great time, quality time. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. All right, thank you. Thank you for having us. Like he did with all his other track interviews, Tyler, you did great. Liam and Jeremy, thank you guys for joining the show. It is sad that we couldn't do the interview in person, but Zoom seems sufficient somewhat. So I hope you guys and your families are staying safe. And as for the listeners, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Baldwin Bruin Sports Podcast. There's nothing more to say other than watch out for who we have next week on the show. But, students, if you are listening and you are looking to host the Baldwin Bruin Sports Podcast next year, we are scouting, we are looking. If you are interested, DM at Bruins Podcast on Instagram or email Mr. Kelly at K-E-L-L-E-Y-G-R at baldwinschools.org. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening in on this edition of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all streaming platforms. Check us out on Instagram at Bruins Podcast. Join us next time for more news, analysis, interviews, and everything Baldwin Sports.